0: And finally, some good news on the ongoing drug trafficking crisis along the Mexican border. Today, in testimony before the House Committee on the Judiciary, the DEA revealed it has achieved remarkable success with its latest initiative, sending rapper Lil Wayne to Mexico to use up all the drugs. Immediately upon deployment, Lil Wayne locates all the narcotics in the area and depletes the supply within hours.
1: Operation Weezy of Baby has been an unparalleled success. Lil Wayne has already gotten 40 tons of marijuana, 27,000 kilos of cocaine, and 2,000 kilos of
0: heroin off the streets and into his body. Mexican officials say they expect Lil Wayne to completely wipe out the nation's drug problem by the end of next
2: Next month he is the weapon drug enforcement agencies have been searching for a
0: living vacuum cleaner of drugs i personally watched him snort a pile of cocaine as tall as a man this operation is expected to cost over $2 billion for pipes, lighters, rolling papers and replacement diamonds for Lil Wayne's teeth. DEA officials said video field reports from Lil Wayne show he is continuing to take in huge amounts of drugs on an hourly basis.
3: It did take off my motherfucking figure and
2: my Bentley, my Brightling, like, like Bauer, I say, sparkling up the
3: Little Wayne's drug-stopping capabilities are, in his own words, rare, like Mr. Clean
0: with hair. Mexican officials have already commissioned a mural in Mexico City as a gesture of thanks to Little Wayne and all he has done for the nation. This is the most widespread government use of a celebrity since the 2004 Republican National Convention when Cristina Aguilera was shot into crowds of protesters to disperse them. Coming up next, the White House has announced the president is in the mood for a parade.
1: fucking foot-long dick here, man. It's Wednesday, January 25th,
4: 2023. We're Abs in a Six-Pack, episode 182, with
1: Dean Reiner of the Up is Down podcast, and this is a new live son of a bitch. This is lit, 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 Abbed lit. Abs in a Six-Pack. Absolutely incredible. And one about big boom boom, take big boom boom, wait for boom, boom boom. Your baby want meal. milkshake. <laughs> the N word. You know what the N word is? i am a drinking drink of beer. Just like I don't
3: know man, I was banging seven gram rocks And finishing them because that's how I roll I have one speed, I have one gear Get what? those Go. fucking babies vaccinated I am at risk
0: I hate the beer. Democrats so much I jerked off to the Zapruder film I'm freaking.
1: Punk. I'm drinking green tea all goddamn day Go to church every goddamn Sunday you gonna bring the demons out of me
3: Remember that podcast I had to record? Well, I have good news and bad news. Which do you want to hear first? I myself, I like the bad news first. Kind of softens the blow a little bit, so that. Shut up! Jesus, you talk so much for someone who has nothing to say. Just give me the news and get
4: the f- out of here. Oh, Dino, Dino Reno, what's up, man?
2: Well, that's not good. Say that again. <laughs> I said, uh, "How's it going, dude?" Oh, good. <laughs> That can you hear me thing. now? Are yeah, you there? Is no. <laughs> yeah. Is this fucking thing even on? Yeah. yeah. What? what? What the
4: fuck?
1: <laughs>
2: hey, is this fucking? What are we doing over here? Oh. Uh, what the fuck the, are we doing?
4: So I I do uh Dean before we get into it because I know you you had a um, a specific topic in mind but I want to introduce a new segment.
2: Oh, not really, man. Not not really. I don't want to really have a specific topic. Don't get that idea, man. Oh, good. Okay, so we there can. There just-, just some things. Yeah, we could just roll and some things might come up. I mean, it's all it's all relevant anyway. So, oh, good.
4: OK, well, yeah. I, I if you've listened to the show enough, people, you know that I like to introduce a new segment, hype it up and then never do that segment again. <laughs> but in this case, I have uh, at least three in the can that I've already done. But I want to start doing super cuts of a podcast that I've listened to recently. Uh, so it's the weekly podcast recap, and I just kind of take. The moments of the podcast, you know, two or three, four hour podcast and sum it up by chopping it down to, you know, two to four minutes. Uh, so this is I, I started listening to Eddie Bravo's Look Into It podcast. Have you seen this? Have you heard about oh, this?
2: I've heard about it for years, but I won't listen to it. I mean, I what's well, new. I it's like listen to it. Well, at least it's a new reiteration of it. He's on rock Rockford. Uh, well, Yeah, people people change. My tastes have changed a lot. I hardly listen to any podcasts anymore, honestly. I found a couple. I've been kind of. I was I was on this weird like blackout period with all things podcast, and uh, listened to a lot of books. And I'm kind of warming up to a few new shows that I've discovered. But uh, I haven't listened to Eddie Bravo's Look into it, but I've heard about it for a long time.
4: I I think he's only he hadn't even hit twenty episodes on it yet, so it's like a re re-imagining uh, of it or something. I think Rockfin gave him a deal. But anyway. Um, I'm
2: sure, yeah. He's one of Sam Tripoli's boys.
4: Oh, tri, tri- yeah, yeah. Because uh, Tripoli's the head of comedy at Rockfin, I think. something like that. <laughs> I don't fucking know,
2: dude. I can't <laughs> listen to his show anymore either. I, <laughs>
4: well, yeah, I have a lot to say about Sam, but uh, I won't say it anymore because I think that's probably part of the reason why he's turned down every invitation to come on the show. <laughs> um, well, he's kind of a snooty snoot. I think he's just a he's a, a tweaker, but an ex-tweaker, yeah. but it has the lingering effects.
2: <laughs> well, the thing about Sam, and I mean, enough respect, I love the fact that he's successful and he's really fucking funny, And but man, like, I just can't take his show anymore, but the dude, like, relapses off of drugs every year and then celebrates a year of sobriety. Like, it's just, I just kind of feel sorry for him. His show is, to me, unlistenable, but he has great topics and it used to be really fucking cool a long time ago. Like, you know, the back when you had Ryan as a co-host Ryan. Yeah. That's what I was about to say. Ryan was the man. And then it just kind of, to me, it just sort of went off a cliff uh, when, when uh, he and Ryan had a breakup. Yeah.
4: Um, yeah, I, the union of the unwanted show he does with Mike from OBDM is, um, impressive to me in simply in the fact that anybody besides Sam gets a word in edgewise.
2: I know, dude, I used to be on that show a (laughs) few times. Yeah. (laughs) I couldn't do it, man. And then I would just have it on like mute the whole time. And yeah, that's what I I I kind of, I think I kind of offended a couple people because I just didn't, I mean, it's just such an echo chamber and I had a different opinion about a few different things that sort of stood out and I wasn't afraid to say it. And I think they kind of were like, ah, Dean's just too dark or something, but I, I was never invited back on. I've
4: heard a couple people like um, Monica Perez kind of said the same thing. And a couple of people I've talked to that were on Union wanted where they're like, I think I kind of pissed off the whole group. Um, yeah, I've
2: done it. I know but, I have. Uh,
4: yeah. Just by saying something outside the paradigm, which is ironic because like it's a community of truths. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't want to talk ill about it because I like most of the people on the show and they've been. Nothing Dude, they're all nice great, to me,
2: but, man. Yeah. Fucking Grammarica guys are dope. Yeah. But Charlie just, Robinson's fucking dope. Charlie's Sam's great. fucking great, but he's just so overbearing for me. And, and it is. And Ricky it, Brandis is is really cool. He has a really cool thing. But like all these guys have like very specific lanes. And within that sp- very specific lane, there's like they have their own specific orthodoxy and ideology and knowledge base, like profound amounts of knowledge about their specific lane. But they rarely ever get out of it. You know, and if you come in from a different angle and in full agreement with whatever the the subject may be, like if you come in with a different angle that's outside of that lane, like some of them I found have kind of turned out to be sort of close minded. Like they just they can't really get it, you know, it's also just flashes. Yeah,
4: it's also just kind of insane to me to have a regular show where there's 30 or so people. All in the same. Oh call. yeah,
2: dude. It it started getting like that when I was on there, and I was <laughs> like, I can't do it.
4: Um, but I mean, hey, more power to him. I um uh, and but I, I really like Midnight Mike. I think it was Midnight Mike and Sam Tripley and, and one other guy started it originally. But my I the further I get into the quote unquote truth community, if you want to put a label on it, um, yeah the more I've kind of am taking the mindset of somebody like midnight Mike, where it's just like, man, it's like, I'm not really here to change anybody's mind. I'm here to laugh and giggle and talk about shit that I find interesting and have fun. Mainly like just like, cause that, it's like, if this isn't fun to me, then what the fuck am I doing it for? That's kind of my mindset at this point.
2: Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. That's I, I can totally get with that. Um, I was going through that the whole last year, actually, like the podcast stuff just kind of it doesn't st- it didn't st- stop being fun because I thought up and down, uh, up is down is cool. And it was super it was fun to do for a long time. But I kind of I fucked up and I lost a bunch of money and time and wasted some time just fucking around. And uh, and I ended up having to like figure out some ways to make some money fast. So ended up doing a lot of really great work and enterprising in a completely different way. But it was like, I didn't have any time to do the podcast. And that turned into from like a week or two to like a month or two. And then, then before I know it, it was like four or five, six months, eight months have gone by since I put a show together. Uh, because it's not that I didn't want to, it was just like the idea of like, oh my God, trying to pull something out of the world around me that I think is worth talking about. And Honestly, dude, there really hasn't been much <laughs> that I that I found like in any sort of media besides just the f- typical government performances. But even those are just so boring and obvious and scam, just just soaked in scam maliciousness, you know, like it's so obvious to me, it's not even worth talking about. So I decided to kind of like uh go dark on the up is down show for a while because just other priorities and other things happened for a while, but uh, I'm coming back gang. If anyone who likes up is down, I got some really cool shit in the can and I got a couple really good shows coming up. And I'm going to do just a quick, probably little drop in. Hello, forgive me. Notice kind of thing before I do anything, but uh, good shows are coming. I'm coming back. So
4: I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I do miss the show. So, free cheers. Me for too. That. It's gonna be good. <laughs> um, yeah, and obviously, Up is Down will be linked in the show notes. Anybody listening to this, I feel like already knows your show because you've been on so much. But man, if you happen to Probably. be listening to this and haven't heard Up is Down, please go check it out. There's some real good ones in there, and some real, some real gems that are up uh, far and above like your average podcast as far as in depth, uh, deep dives and stuff. Man
2: damn straight thanks Chris that's awesome it's been a really fun show but like the shows the episodes man like they take a lot of work to put it together and just try to find something that I think is really unique and interesting to to pick apart and analyze and then build something beautiful like some beautiful piece of artwork it takes a lot of work and uh, as you probably know because you do endless amounts of shit and uh I just I had other shit I had to do that was making me money I needed to get make make that bread Because the last thing I want to do that, like the one thing that I think I'm really terrified of is getting a real job. Like I've been, I've been (laughs) voluntarily jobless for over two years and doing great and enterprising in my community and making kind of enough money to, to, to scratch by, but really not more than that. So like, I'm in super, like I'm super impoverished, but I'm really happy and things have been really great. It's been a pretty cool winter. I did pick up like a regular job type job with this guy from the fire department that I work with uh, doing some roofing work and just some construction work. And it's been pretty fun. I don't get paid that much, but it's a, it's a really good opportunity because this fucking town is great, man. And there's really cool people who've been established for decades and decades and they know everybody. And I'm, I'm on the mindset, just like do your best and uh, be a, Be dependable for people who are paying you money, especially if it's cash. And then just kind of build a reputation. So that's sort of where my focus has been. Unfortunately, very normie, you know, very normie, but got to do it.
4: Hey, well, I mean, sometimes the normies do have the right approach.
2: I know. Yeah. I'm not really anti, but I'm just glad I, I work for a pretty laid back small company. And I don't have to go to an office and clock in or put on a fucking uniform or any of that bullshit. And I can generally make my own hours. Plus, I have another couple side hustles that I'm doing. So I'm doing okay. And that's keeping me super fucking busy, of course. uh Plus the whole parenting thing, as you now know. Shit takes a lot of time. Yep. Doing the show has just kind of been a back burner thing. But it's coming Yeah, I
4: mean, I, did, I, I this it. summer, I think I took a, almost two months off. Uh, and then came back. I came back and posted like five episodes in a week. But I was like, I had just too much shit going on. <laughs> Um, yeah, but it, I i i found some I found an old song uh, a little while ago that I had recorded just on a just a stupid amount of acid. It was like there's this lyric that kind of hit me. It was like, um, oh, God, what was it? I something I something I just like, you know, record the song in one night and just kind of thought it was bullshit at the time. But I, it, I re- <laughs> reread it and it kind of hit me or I re-listened to it. And it's like, um, "Uh, oh, God, it was. Um, wait a little while to draw attention to you have something worthwhile to mention. Um Don't make a scene, but if you do, make it smart, make it humorous and genuine, too. You got to keep up with the latest traditions just to blend in and avoid suspicion. Something like that. I was like, ah, that's good. I was like, yeah, I like all, all true. that. <laughs> yeah, all true. Yeah. 100%. But before I get too far off of it, let me do my segment. This will be the first one of a couple, but we're only going to do one today. This is... Uh, the weekly podcast recap, and this is a super cut I made of <laughs> Look Into It, uh, the episode with Alex Jones, Eddie Bravo's podcast. Uh.
3: Welcome, everybody, once again to Look Into It tonight. Tonight. This one's going to be epic. And I ain't lying. We have the grand master of conspiracy theories. Joining us tonight, the one, the only, Alex motherfucking Jones. <laughs> What's
1: up, Alex? Eddie. Uh, Maybe. when they. But get Eddie, in- Eddie, let me stop you. I got, I got to explain. So you're a smart guy. I, I mean, I admire you. I they aren't God. Please, let me tell you. They, uh, they aren't God. Can I write down
3: what I was about to say? Hold on. <laughs> Damn, I forgot. You made me fucking forget. What were we talking about? What were we just talking about? Alex, you fucking cut me off.
1: Now, you have cut me. I off. had some good shit. I had some good <laughs> shit, dog. God damn it! Next time, chuck me up What were we talking about? Uh, let me let me slow down here. I'm New just, world just, order.
3: Damn, I forgot. Okay, go ahead. Say whatever you want. No, no, it'll mean, pop up. It'll pop up. Go ahead.
1: Let's do this. When it pops up, I'm going to interrupt you. It's fine. So I don't forget. Well, I forgot what I was going to say. Now, let's what? take a let's okay, take a Schwab, break. We're talking about Klaus Schwab.
3: Okay, hold on. World Economic Forum. Bilderberg group. Uh, what would you recommend uh, we do to wake up these people that are in a trance? Would, would showing, just put it all in one DVD, put all the facts, New World Order facts in one DVD, release it, and is that going to work?
1: I think the answer is to work? what you see... Is think that going uh, no, to work? Hold on, Is that going to work? Why is it going
3: to work? Why is it going to work? I, I think, work? Well, well, let me tell you. But yeah, <laughs> Don't change the subject. Let's stick with this. Oh my God. Why wouldn't that work?
1: Wah, 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 wah.
3: That shit don't work. Dog.
1: No, you but gotta, let me say this. You I was not giving you, gotta, you it, gotta, Eddie, be- Eddie, Eddie 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 Eddie. I'm gonna me now. My uh, my wife woke up to take the dog out at about three a.m. this morning, and you still have a dog? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Is that okay, Did I set that all of a sudden. All of a sudden. All of a sudden. All of a sudden, I'm, I'm about, not trying no, to. No, 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 hold me. on, hold you on, asked on me hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Everybody hold knows on, your views.
3: I'm, I'm not done. Let me finish. Neil deGrasse Tyson, the most famous astrophysicist. <laughs> I said, I'm Neil deGrasse Tyson "Let me, is finish. Full Let of me shit. finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish." So hey guys, look up how So, how I'm high at, were
1: you when you saw the curve? I'm trying to answer the question. How high were you on the I'm trying to answer the question. I don't remember that. Listen, I don't care what Neil deGrasse Tyson says. I don't care what the Easter Bunny said. I stood there and I saw the curve of the earth from that, because when you see the ocean, it's right there. Dude, how did that No, happen? no, listen, how, how about I tell you all this and then you have any questions after? Okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Okay. I, I'd really like to tell you this. Just finish. I don't want to interrupt you. It's just like, wait a minute. That's insane. But go ahead. Well, what was that? I've been trying. Look, you talk know about <laughs> interrupting. I love you, Deb, but You're the worst. What was the thing I was going to say earlier? I was going to tell you some big thing. It was, it was huge. Some meeting with the
3: Bilderberg group.
1: No, it was before that.
3: Dude, I want to know about the meeting. Forget about that other shit.
1: Like what happened? They offered you some shit and you you told them hell no.
3: Well,
1: look, I'll stay here as long as I need to, and I'm having fun talking to you, but I'm really frustrated now. You were frustrated 20 minutes ago when I interrupted you. And 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 you 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 won't let me I mean, I'm I'm supposed to tell you something really big. And now you
2: you Oh man. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
4: That's it. That's all you need to know about that episode
2: wow yeah i'm good <laughs> that's great
4: i mean obviously i exaggerated that by pulling out all those parts of the episode but i love that ending oh man i'm really
2: frustrated. dude it's that's oh, a piece of work that's really good
1: good job
4: <laughs> thank you that's, um, that's a great clip that's your weekly uh it's my super cut of your weekly recap of today's or sorry the alex Jones look into it episode so i got two more in the can i'm just gonna start doing that for pod even even podcasts of people i like whose podcasts that are like friends of the show i'm just gonna start doing that i think
2: (laughs) just recap
4: their episode i think it's funny
2: Uh, i think it's really smart actually yeah that way you don't even have to listen to the
4: whole three hours you just get i wish people would do that with my show (laughs)
2: dude there are podcasts about podcast there's just podcasts that just review other podcasts and those are we, hugely successful podcasts
4: <laughs> we did we've uh we've it's been wild in, we made one of them yeah uh, we have done it like yeah they
2: do little quick summaries and like here's your weekly report of all the rad podcasts that i like to listen to <laughs> i think it's brilliant man i should do that
4: a podcast I'm, I'm like, about a podcast tol- i like yeah, i like the idea of reviewing a- podcast review podcast so it's a podcast about a podcast about podcasts
2: <laughs> That's really fucking brilliant, dude. Yeah. Dude, you, you could I mean your first guess could be who are these podcasts? That'd be really cool.
4: I've been trying be I've it. been trying to coax Carl into give, doing a making fun of abs in a six pack and I, it hasn't happened. We were these podcasts. We're so below the radar that I uh, can't even get the podcast that shits on shitty podcasts to shit on this podcast. I need a proxy. <laughs> I need a proxy. <laughs> I need a proxy to come in and do it. if you listen to the show start sending find the worst episode of abs in a six-pack people and send it into carl see if he will do something
2: no shit yeah i've been thinking about different ways i mean because i love making podcasts i really do and i wonder if i can make like multiple podcasts and just like completely try to ruin my own life by having three podcasts to barely manage and do like a whole completely separate commercial venture like, I'm going to give you slaves exactly what you want. <laughs> you want the most popular, trendy shit full of ads? Like, boom, here's another one. And just throw it in there just as a completely separate commercial venture. And then also do, like, the rat original work that, you know, I like to do for free. The value for value stuff.
4: I like it. Yeah, And and speaking of ads, I kind of want to start doing what Nick the Rat has done in the dark sewer with the uh, the fake ads. But I want to make the fa- the ads sound convincing, like it sounds like it might be a real ad. Like his ads are hilarious, but in a cartoonish way. I kind of want to do start doing ads where it's like get some prof- professional sounding um, ad readers to do some ads in the middle of my show. But uh, if you're you know if you're like working or driving and you're kind of half paying attention, you would think it was a real ad. You'd have to actually listen pretty close to realize it's like wait what the fuck are they talking about? I like that idea. I'm uh, kind of tossing that around in my mind. We'll see. Yeah, man. The real fake ad.
2: Yeah. so It's got to have drugs in it, though. It's got to be a real fake ad about a real fake drug that's real, but fake.
4: <laughs> what was the
2: uh, what's the one on the boondocks that granddad starts taking? Dude, I never watched that show. Total was, was, implosion. No, I wasn't watching TV when that show was playing. I still don't even watch regular TV. I just movies occasionally.
4: See, I'm the opposite. I've been watching. um I, t- I know it's become a meme of a meme at this point, but I was still watching Rick and Morty and keeping
2: up with it. And Man, think- I've never seen one episode of that show, but everyone, everyone loves that show.
4: Well, they just fired the guy that plays the voice of Rick and Morty and created the show, and they're still coming out with a season seven. So I don't know what the fuck that's going to look like. They
2: fired him. Was he canceled?
4: He was canceled because he because it just came out in the news that two years ago he was arrested for domestic violence, which he still has not been convicted or found guilty of. But they, uh
2: man. Yeah, I All found it. Right. So I so, yeah, he, he and someone else were having an argument and then someone called the cops and he was the lucky guy that went to jail or got arrested because yeah. they have to arrest somebody. If there's a DV, someone yeah. has to go to jail, you know.
4: And, like Bill Burr said, we don't know what led up to. Well, we we don't even know he actually hit her, first of all. But even even if he did hit her, we don't know what led up to that. Like, when not every. Are you telling? We're supposed to believe that in the history of the universe, since from the beginning of time up until now, no woman that got hit ever deserved it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't. I can't buy that.
2: I can't buy it, dude. I, I I can't buy the idea that, like... And just to be clear, I've never hit violence, a woman. I've never that, hit That a woman, violence but. is something that should be avoided and, like, hidden and forbidden completely. Like, I don't know. Violence is so necessary sometimes. I'm not condoning go people go fuck up, but I just think that we should... It's just one of those weird skeletons that we put in our class as a society. I think that... Rage and aggression and even violence are so fucking necessary because they're they're like supercharged manifestations of shadow. And I think all that stuff is important to be able to recognize and reconcile within your own life. And uh, but it's a shame because we're not allowed to have all the fun stuff like violence. It's forbidden. Yeah,
4: it's bullshit. But I've been watching. So I've been watching. Um, I I I'm kind of just gonna. I'm curious, I have a morbid curiosity of what the next season is going to be look like without the creator of the show and the guy that voices most of the characters, including the two main characters. <laughs> um, and they've hired a bunch more women writers. I don't know. It's going to be garbage, but we'll see what that happens. And the other show I've been watching is The Last <laughs> of Us, which I loved the video game, The Last of Us. That's the only two shows I've watched recently. The Last
2: of Us is pretty good on HBO. Someone was just, I think someone told me about that last night Um, at dinner. Have you played the dinner last night? I'm sure you're not a big video game guy. Fuck no, dude. I haven't. No. God, no. Well,
4: it's it's a zombie show. So it's like, you know, everybody's like, oh, God, another zombie show. But this one was cool in the. I mean, the opening scene is about like psychedelics and stuff. But I love I love the concept of it. That it's a fungus that causes the outbreak. And uh, so like the. To like spread it, the zombies have like you know tendrils of fungus that come out of their mouths and and uh, latch on and infect people, and then they, it's like the myce- mycelial network below the ground. So if you step on a patch of fungus, every zombie in you know a ten mile radius automatically knows exactly where you are because they're all connected to this fungus.
2: It's kind of freaky. Um, I think that's yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah, it's, it's like cool. the uh, the mycelial hyphal network.
4: Yeah they've they got the idea so obviously cool. from the ants that uh, get taken over by fungus
2: well yeah for sure and just just the network of it man like if you've you know you've probably dug it up before but it's fascinating and it's it's a huge web underground that connects everything together and it's how all these plants communicate I think it's brilliant it's awesome
4: yeah but that, that that aspect of the show along with just Pedro Pascal and all those actors that I love makes it like, the first show where I've been excited every week for a new episode. That hadn't happened since, like, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. There's so rare there's a good show isn't out Isn't Pedro
2: Pascal? Isn't that the... Narcos? The, oh, yeah. And, all, and the Mandalorian, right?
4: Mandalorian. I haven't watched Mandalorian, but he played Pablo in Narcos. And, yeah, he's the
2: Mandalorian. Yeah. He's a couple other guys. He's the Mandalorian. He was I, a... <laughs> I don't know if it was him. Doubtful. I mean, who knows? But someone, maybe his his agent or his press people tweeted support for remember that Kyle Rittenhouse like shot those guys like the the weird pedo creepy guy that Kyle Rittenhouse shot uh, Pedro Pascal was uh, tweeting out support for those guys and and uh, and all other kinds of Antifa-esque memes that doesn't surprise during, me during that period I've tried
4: to learn to separate, unless it's super egregious, like Tim Heidecker or somebody. <laughs> I've tried to learn
2: to separate the art from the artist. Um, yeah, most of the time I can do it, but yeah. I still haven't quite accepted Pedro Pascal as an artist.
4: <laughs> I just His, so, his Pablo Escobar was so good. You lost major points with me on that. His Pablo Escobar was so good, plus we got that great meme of him sitting on the swing looking sad. From that show. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, His Pablo was good, dude. I've been getting so deep into narco shit lately. It's been retarded. Like, I probably have like 25 open tabs on my laptop still. And I'm putting something together. Well, I heard Little Wayne's putting a stop to it. Yeah. I know. I got to act fast. I got to get my episode out quick.
4: (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean, since if you're already doing your own episode on it, can you give us like maybe a teaser for what? without giving away anything crazy but what's uh, what what kind of stuff you've been looking into exactly
2: um well it's it's pretty interesting all of the infighting between the cartels and which is what we're seeing now and i don't know if anyone remembers but like the 5th of january there was a big showdown in Culiacan which is in Michoacan in Mexico on the west coast central mexico but west coast And it's fucking rad, but like, yeah, so this big showdown and like, I know that there's about 12 other pretty decent established cartels that are just either a part of that showdown or they're going to be moving in to suck up that vacuum since things are going to be kind of in disarray. But I also know that all these cartels sell each other out all the time. So it's just been kind of funny, like observing all of the weird infighting and the betrayals and almost like these family dynasties, which they basically are. That have been ruling shit in the drug market for almost a hundred years, and uh, and it's just, it reminds me, and like if you take all that, the weird infighting and the family kind of dynasties of like these feudal systems within this small little landmass, and then you take that with all of the brutality and violence that comes along with it, that. Most people in America, I think, probably don't. Like, they can imagine how bad it is, but they have no idea. Like, they're just just scratching the surface. It, go, it goes really, really deep. And it goes so deep that it's, like, religious. And that religion is even deeper because it's, like, ancient, ancient shit that is kind of like the pulse of the temperament of the region that is continuously exploited by... These massively narcissistic, ego, ego, and megalomaniacal dynastic families, uh, but it's uh, there's something more darker behind it than what it looks on the surface. The surface is bad enough, but the ideologies that are rooted in it, almost on a religious, if not out overtly religious level, are even darker. What like? So as- that's kind of where I'm. That's what I'm looking at.
4: Like Aztec human sacrifice. Yeah. Shit. I've always kind of wanted to be like a El Chapo, or Pablo Escobar type guy. I feel like it'd be really fun. I just <laughs> want to be so like, be I just want very to like, exciting. Hey, feed, feed them to the dogs.
2: Feed them to the dogs. And yet do like, they, they do it, man. They do it. I've seen some videos, dude, that, oh my God. <laughs> I wish I've never would have seen. I remember when I first discovered the internet and there were some really fucked up websites and, uh, <laughs> I was hanging out with my sister in Georgia and like all her friends at some party and someone was like on their computer and looking at some shit and I was like what is this and they told me the name of the website and I remembered it and I looked it up myself and I'll never be able to unsee no it was like something like banged com, and it was horrible it was like all kinds of just murder and death and torture and porn, like, all smashed together on this website of just, like, the worst things you can imagine. I've seen just a guy all kinds falling of weird, into a uh, meat grinder and
4: shot out the other end and shit like that. Or people getting smashed at factories.
2: Yeah, um, shit faces like that. of
4: death. But, yeah, but the... What really bothers me more than anything is a prolapsed anus. Like, I can, I'm kind of like, <laughs> I, people can send me a link to somebody dying or, like, getting run over or whatever. No. It's It's pretty bad. No. It's 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 rough. But when it comes to, like, a pink sleeve sliding out of somebody's butt, that's where it's like somebody sends me that link and I kind of want to murder them. It's like, I didn't need to see that. If you would
2: have sent me, That like, shit happens to uh, chickens. Not what? like regularly, but that shit happens to chi- It's a very- It's a fairly common, uh, uh chicken condition. <laughs> With some of the- Some of the way that the chickens lay eggs and how they get egg bound or they'll get- They'll get, uh, bound and like stuck. And then they'll- You know, they're just these weird animals. So that'll just, like- Eventually it'll work itself out and it'll still be attached to, uh, their, uh, little poop chute and the whole fucking mechanism- The whole machine comes out. All the works. Ugh! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, see, that's my I don't know. I, it doesn't happen with our chickens, but I'm nothing has given me such a days.
4: horrific visceral visual, uh, not visceral, visceral reaction. Nothing has given me such a just horrific visceral reaction as the pink <laughs> sleeve, dude. Oh, my God. Dude, that Like I can watch I can watch like. Fake ISIS beheadings, I can watch people getting run over by cars or, or like, chopped up into bits and fed to dogs all day, like, whether it's real or not. I guess because I'm desensitized from an early age with violent video games, maybe. But when it comes Mm -hmm. to, like, somebody's asshole prolapsing and coming out inside out out their butt, that's, like, the most nasty thing I think I've ever seen. And it makes it... it's. Just don't stop so, sending me those links, people. I guess is what I'm saying. Stop sending me those links. I know you think it's funny because I don't like it so much, and I've been outspoken about how much I don't like it. You think it's funny to send them to me, but stop sending me those goddamn links. <laughs> you put them in a hyper URL, so you think you're clever, and it looks like just a bunch of random numbers and letters, and then it just goes back to like whatever the fuck. Oh my god. Bro.
2: <laughs> I'm so sorry you're being uh being tormented by these stalkers, <laughs> it's t- prolapsed anus stalkers. <laughs>
4: Ever since Abel Kirby put one in the chat, I think like two or three people have thought it's funny to like send me those. It's <laughs> <That's>
2: disgusting. <laughs> Shout out Abel Kirby. <laughs> good one.
4: Yeah. Oh, God. No, it's, it's Goatsy a or something was the website. That was, that's kind of what started it. Carolyn and I were talking about Goatsy. I didn't know what it was. <laughs> I've been getting emails, man. Anyways, so yeah, send me the, send me, like, don't send me people getting killed on camera either. But like, if you've got to do one or the other, go to your head under my head i'd go uh violence i didn't mean to go off on a tangent there but the chicken thing is kind of freaky
2: yeah it happens man dude chickens are tougher than you think but they're they're so fucking bizarre like we have we okay just a little chicken talk for a second we have one of our hens that we we raised here we got her when she was a tiny little chick and we reared her in the bathroom for a while and then a bite with a, a bunch of other hens and they've all been killed by predators except for her but she's with three other birds now chick- and, Anyway, she's going through what's called a hard molt. So she loses all of her feathers like uh, in huge patches. And then they grow back and they're like these little needles that come up. And they say uh, that the chicken is, is in a lot of pain. But I don't know how they measure chicken pain. But the funny part is that because they're going through this weird biological thing, they walk sideways like they're all drunk. So they like they fall over all the time because their their equilibrium is all shot because they're all the, the chickens are very sensitive and like if they get sick or if they're traumatized or really scared like they'll walk sideways and fall over and shit like they're drunk. I maybe it's just our birds, but
4: so they, they're, it's like they're
2: weird vertigo
4: or something. Almost.
2: Yeah, they get vertigo. They get like yeah, uh, yeah. I guess vertigo is what it is, and then they just fall over. <laughs> But, wow. Yeah. But they look like shit, man. She looks awful. She's a she's a barred rock chicken. So she's like uh, black and white speckled kind of. She's really beautiful. And her name is Hotep and she's rad. And we love her. And she's survived and has seen so much murder and gore, man. My poor Hotep chicken uh, has seen every one of her compatriots get murdered. Even like the boss, like the El Jefe boss chicken that we had for a long time, Crow, who refused to sleep with any of the other birds. She had to sleep in the tree. And then, of course, a raccoon fucking destroyed her. And all the other chickens had to watch it because they were in the yard and it was just. uh, But have they had to see
4: a prolapse chicken
2: anus? They have not seen a prolapse chicken anus. That's good. Yeah, we had a chicken that took her own head off like her the, like the top of her head. She scalped herself. Jesus Christ. After yeah, her head just, was off,
4: did she run around?
2: No, her head wasn't off, but she's just completely ripped the top of her head off, clean off and you could just see her skull and How do you mess. do this without arms? Uh, she got her she was trying to get through a, a fence. Ooh. And okay. because they're so dim, like they're not smart, Uh, animals at all they're very not smart they're very persistent and they're just they're just repetitive persistent little machines who are absolutely defenseless in the wild and so when they need to get somewhere i want some like like this chicken was trying to get through this fence for a long time and just it just didn't work and so she just tore the top of her head off and i saw her scrambling around behind the fence because i went outside on the porch to smoke a cigarette there's so many interesting things that happen when you step outside of the house to smoke a cigarette, there's or like, you're telling me, <laughs> you know, and it's like those of us who do it are so, I'm so grateful that I smoke cigarettes. I love the rolling, like I roll my own. I love the ritual of rolling, but I'll, I'll be damned, dude. Most of the time that I step outside to smoke a cigarette, there's some sort of incidents that I observe that is just like, wow, amazing, you know? And in this case, I was able to see my chicken freaking out. So I went over and I found her and I, Jumped over the fence, picked her up, and climbed back over, and her head was all fucked up. And, of course, not knowing this, what to do, because I've never had birds before, but I had put her down with the other chickens, and then they immediately went for her head and started to try to kill her. Like, they just started pecking at her open skull head. So, I was Jesus like, okay. This, yeah, they just went for her. Kind of lends some just,
4: credence to that bullshit that, like, dinosaurs turned into
2: chickens. Dude, these chickens, like they saw blood and they were just like, kill, kill, kill. And they just went for her. So we had to like isolate her for months until she was healed. And we didn't call a vet or anything. We just like cleaned her wound, her her head. I mean, it was the whole top of her head. And you could just, it was just nothing but skull. And uh, we washed it out with some peroxide and the poor chicken was fucking traumatized. It's awful. And then we just packed it full of Neosporin for like four or five days. And then we kept her in isolation and let it scab up. And then she had to stay in isolation because every chance the chickens got to get close to her, they would fucking tear her wound open again. That shit went on for almost a year, dude. That's crazy, (laughs) bro. Sucked so bad. That's wild. But she's still with us. Her tormentor is gone. All the other tormenting birds that fucked with her are gone. She's just with her homies and her two sisters, so it's weird. Or her one sister, her yeah. other sister got murdered.
4: That's crazy, man. It's like zombie chickens brains. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, you what you were saying about going back on the back porch to smoke a cigarette. You're right, dude. I've seen like I walked out one time before I could even get my cigarette lit. Watched a rabbit get plucked out of the backyard by a hawk, <laughs> like a baby rabbit. Like it's just yeah. like within two seconds you're like, holy shit, and I don't even live in that rural of an area dude I'm in like a neighborhood you know yeah, like a, <laughs> a not even a half acre probably if i i't I don't know exactly how much it is but and then dude there's been times where I step out on the back porch and <clears throat> there was one time back when I was out in a much more rural area I'm standing there smoking a cigarette for a second it's like midnight and I just hear something moving within a foot of me. Like what is that? It sounds kind of big. I don't know what it is.
2: So I turn on my was phone. This pre or post Dogman episodes.
4: This one was pre. This was before I even started ah. the podcast. <laughs> dude, it wasn't that big. You know, when I say sounded big, I was like, maybe it's like a fox or you know. <laughs> but dude I turn I turn on my phone light right where like I heard the noise and within less than a foot away from me on the ground, like I could easily kick that like punt this thing uh, except i didn't have shoes on is is the biggest possum i have ever seen and i just as soon as i turn my light on it it's just you know how they kind of play dead it just freezes and it's staring at me and my light's going in its eyes and i'm looking at it and we must have stared each other down well it's it just stared into my light but i stared at this thing and it just didn't move for us the whole cigarette like at least five minutes and wow. then I just and just looking at it like is like I could have reached out and touched it. I definitely could have just less than a foot away. Like, a fo- a dude, foot yeah, away. you don't want to touch that thing. Those yeah. things are hideous. Yeah, I they're nasty. A they have little that as raisin big as babies. A dog. Yeah. yeah, it was fucking huge though. And I just I immediately like <laughs> immediately as soon as I finished my cigarette because I didn't know what to do. Honestly, I'd never been that close to a possum in my life before or after. And uh, as soon as I finished my cigarette, I just put it out, and I backed up with the light still in its eyes, closed the glass door, <laughs> went inside, and as soon as I turned the light off, that thing ran so fast. But even though I was so close to it, just having the light in its eyes, it just didn't move. Like, it just completely froze solid for,
2: like, over Yeah, I Yeah, I bet you probably could have just, like, tipped it over, and it would have just been like,
4: uh, yeah. I'm not here! <laughs> yeah. I'm
2: not here!
4: And, dude, I, and then the other one was I went outside... Uh, this was in Kingston and went outside to smoke a cigarette. And I, once again, this was after the dog, man, but you know, I, I could tell it wasn't something huge, but I I'm like, what is that? So I turned my light on dude, even closer than that. Like at my feet, literally at my feet is a fucking skunk.
2: And I, oh, shit! I was like,
4: Oh fuck. So for that one, I immediately just backed up and went inside and thank God I didn't get sprayed. Uh, yeah. But dude, That's yeah, no, it's, it's, it's going out to smoke a cigarette. You, You'd be surprised how many incidents run-ins with nature you have.
2: Yeah. I mean, and you witness some just crazy, profound shit. I used to – not even nature. Like, even in the city, like, I used to work at restaurants and run out for, like, five minutes to suck down an American spirit super fast. And and you just see the gnarliest shit going on in the parking lots and, like, people – in their cars and like everyone's fucking doing lines. or there's drug deals or there's people fucking somewhere. You overhear everyone's conversations and just, I don't know. There's all kinds of awesome benefits to being a a cigarette smoker. Sometimes if you can justify it.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I've got some hand rolled ones right back here. I just wish you could, I just wish, uh, I don't know. Sometimes I wish it was, You know, in the 60s, 70s, 80s, you could smoke indoors. That'd be nice. Especially when it gets so goddamn cold.
2: Yeah, you know. I don't like it though. I I grew up in a house like that with like four adults, like just chain smoking inside all day. I imagine that would turn you off pretty quick. Yeah. Just cigarettes and coffee smell. Like that was it. And then, and it was (laughs) so strange because like that was just the environment. That was just the way that my house smelled. My life smelled that way. I imagined my clothes and everything smelled that way. I didn't know what was different until I would go to, like, my friends' houses. And to me, their houses always smelled so weird. Just weird, you know. I was like, oh, their house just smelled. I don't like going over to their house because it just smells weird. And then their friends, my friends would come over to my house when I was a kid. And, like, it wasn't, I, I don't know, it wasn't weird to me. But I'm sure it probably smelled horrible to them. But I never knew. And then now, I mean, as I'm an old man, but now I'm like, like, I haven't, you know, there's no smoking in our house. And there hasn't been, I haven't smoked inside a building for probably like 25 years or or, or later. None of my apartments or anything like that. So like the smell of it inside just makes me want to you, ha- you, you, you Oh, because you can't smoke worst. in bars over there, can you? No, we don't. Yeah, there's been no smoking uh, anywhere. I mean, almost. It's really strange because there's a lot of people who still smoke cigarettes, but you wouldn't know it, man. Like, it seems like hardly oh, anyone smokes. At least, well, in this I mean, part I don't know. It's any twenty-one
4: and up bar here, you can smoke inside of. So, like, it is pretty nice.
2: <laughs> it's pretty. Crazy.
4: It's pretty. I mean, I don't know. Is it man, just in, your
2: county? No, it's Tennessee statewide. No shit. The whole state still lets you smoking 21 and at up bar. bar,
4: unless the bar says no smoking. You know, but like any any 21 and up venue, you can smoke inside of. Like, there's like probably 10 bars between like that I've been to in the last you know several months. Like, because I try to go to different ones that you can smoke inside of between like Knoxville, Maribel areas. So like, yeah, you can you can smoke. And, and some of them, what's crazy is I didn't think – I thought if you smoked, like, like, you couldn't serve food. But there's bars that serve food and you can smoke inside of And They serve pretty <laughs> good food, too. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we go play pool. Uh, and Noah and I, and you can you can smoke in most of the pool hall bars. It's it's cool, especially when it's so cold, man, because, like, you go to a bar and you go outside to smoke a cigarette and it's, like, 5 degrees or 15 degrees, and you're like, <laughs> fuck this. I don't even want to smoke. But you smoke while you have your drink. It's, it's a whole different experience.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I lived in Portland when you could still smoke inside. There was a couple of bars that uh, were just down the road from the first place I lived in that town. Right after I got there and like a pack of smokes, a pack of American spirits that I like to smoke were like $4, dude. <laughs> and now, dude, I was yeah. buying, I think I was buying a six bucks pack now. at some store. Yeah, at least. They're about $11 here, you know. And I remember smoking those things for years and I would smoke like, I could pack over like a day and a half, maybe maybe two days, but not usually. And I stopped smoking those when they still cost like $8, which to me was a fucking fortune at the time. Like, that's outrageous. That's why I was like, I'm going to go back to rolling. I love rolling. And I found a really great tobacco that's not from America, actually. That's fucking great and affordable and badass. But man, I couldn't imagine spending like $12 or $11 every two days. On the same shitty tobacco, dude. Fuck that. I'm still
4: smoking American Spirits. Yeah. I need to I, can't I have some hand rolled ones, but I don't know. Like I'm not good enough at it right now. I can't even like <laughs> I've never been able to roll a joint. I can roll a blunt, but my fingers are too fat or something to roll a
2: joint. I'm not good at it. Now you can do it. Once you figure out a way, it'll it just you'll never ever forget it.
4: Servo says you can get native smokes for fifty five dollars a carton here. You go. I'll tell you what though, man. I grew up when I grew up, it was that's a hundred
2: cigarettes, isn't it? A carton, yeah. 10 packs, no, no, 200, 200, yeah. Five packs of so. 200 for 55 bucks.
4: Um, yeah, I, I, um, I remember I was you know 10, maybe older than 10. And you go into Bob Evans or Cracker Barrel or whatever, that was Tennessee, that was Ohio. And they have smoking and non-smoking sections. And it, well, there was not a wall in between.
2: Oh yeah, I remember that. There was so it's like that when I grew up.
4: Yeah, I mean, and uh, so I like I don't know. I just I was born like a decade too late, man. That was that's like if I could go. I mean, I I can't even imagine where you're at where you can't even smoke in bars. That's crazy, <laughs> dude. If imagine I could smoke it, in, dude. If I couldn't smoke in bars, I'd probably stop smoking during the winters. Honestly. I go to yeah, bars, everybody. I don't even go to bars. Yeah. I get bars, like, bars, or, like, the side issue is the beer I can drink. I'm really going there to play pool and smoke cigarettes because it's fucking cold out at night.
2: No shit. That's interesting. Yeah, it hasn't, no one's been able to smoke inside anywhere in Oregon or even in Washington where I, you know, really grew up. But um, forever, dude, since, like, the 90s. I mean, <laughs> I guess, I mean, so Spokane where I grew up, it was definitely like before – I mean, it may have been like as late as 2004. But I think it was before that even. I think it might have been like 2002 that Washington passed a, you know, some legislation that says you couldn't do it. And everyone was in an uproar. And everyone threatened to quit. And everyone threatened to quit going to that bar. But no one did either. They just kept smoking and going to the bar. But they went outside and they bitched about it forever. And then about a year later – bar owners figured out they should make it more attractive and more accommodating so they put out a little heater or a chair you know and then they started slowly building up this idea of that back patio that maybe i don't know if it's a popular thing and where you are in tennessee but in portland anywhere i mean i live in the northwest area of portland or, or of oregon i'm about an hour south of portland but um everywhere like that has a restaurant if you don't have a patio spot an outside patio spot where people can smoke and sit and drink outside you're you're gonna fail as a bar unless you're an awesome dive bar and you're dealing it you know drugs or something and <laughs> laundering money but you have to have that little patio spot but that that's taken like i mean almost 10 years or more to develop from the banning of smoking around bars completely to fucking rob reiner yeah, to fucking um, having dope ass outside patio areas where you can smoke. It's taken forever, and you think that would be like an overnighter? That's like a super easy solution to your not being able to smoke inside problem. You just or just let place. people
4: smoke inside because it's their business. Let them do it. Let them run it how they want.
2: Oh, people Jesus did that, Christ. and they got just like every other government program, dude. People did that. They fucking totally were non-compliant all over the place. And then, of course, I lived in Spokane, Washington at the time, and their health authority, the experts, would come around and fucking cite everybody, and they were Ass. shutting places down and finding them out of existence, and people have couldn't you, do it. So they, you know, we're all forced to eat shit by the our local governments. Have you ever seen reflections?
4: Uh, have you ever seen Nathan for you, Nathan Fielder show, where he helps small businesses? No, no, no. There, he, he always – he comes up with, like, weird – way. it's a reality show, and the people he, – he gets struggling small businesses to uh, – he gives them, like, new fresh ideas to help their struggling small business. He's made, like, international news before, like, with dumb Starbucks and stuff that people thought was – anyway, it doesn't matter. But he did this one where he was – this bar in California was struggling because, like, well, I'll, in California, we can't smoke inside, and so we can't <laughs> – we can't where our customers, most of our customers are smokers or used to be, and now we can't get them to smoke. So he goes, he, he finds one of his loopholes and uh, in California still, if it's part of a performance, like if you're a stand-up comedian on stage, or if you have to smoke for like in a play, then you're allowed to still uh, smoke tobacco on stage like
2: in the form mm-hmm. of a
4: pipe or a cigarette or whatever. So, so that's why Dave Chappelle can do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so he says, uh, <laughs> he 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 says well what we so what we'll do is we'll set up a tiny audience of four people to watch the play and the entire bar will be the stage and he calls <laughs> the play smokers allowed and so they have the they have a whole bar and the bartender everybody's smoking and it actually what's the funniest part is they run it and it actually gets picked up and like people People think like, oh, that was actually a good play because he gets like play critics to show up. And I think it's so like mundane that it's actually kind of artsy. And so then he redoes it where he hires all these actors to play all the characters of the recording that night. The exact same things they did of the play, which was actually just people. They invited people to the bar to smoke. It's I'm not explaining it well, but it's (laughs) I mean, his his business ideas are amazing. Like um, like the frozen yogurt place that was going out of business. He was like, what if you had a poop? flavored yogurt, frozen yogurt that would like get you headlines or the liquor store. That's not doing well. He's like, well, you're missing, an, you're missing a bunch of uh, customer action because you're not selling to minors. So what you, and he actually has this liquor store in real life start selling alcohol, <laughs> liquor to minors. But what he does is as soon as, as soon as they buy it, he takes the liquor back and he gives them a voucher that they can come pick. You own this now, but you can come pick it up when you're 21. There's like shit like that. Oh,
2: my God. That's brilliant. Yeah. You own this. Yeah. <laughs> we'll hold it for you. Yeah. You
4: can even take a selfie with it here. But
2: uh, come back. Here's your voucher. There's
4: what like four years later, he sells this kid or he gives the kid the liquor back. But then the kid shows up and he doesn't have his voucher. So he doesn't give it to him. He's like, you can keep your voucher. Wow. Anyway, no voucher, yeah, no that, liquor. That's I, brilliant. I, I do. Th- all that being said, I feel like, um, if, like the the uh, the loophole of making it an art performance, you really could uh, get away with smoking in bars. In in uh, yeah, in California at least. Um, something to think about, something to consider. I know how Oregon is, but it's, there's always uh, there's loopholes Oregon's. in the walls. That's some. That's something I've learned. And, and until they close them, until they kind of like catch on what you're onto and close them, but. There's always loopholes in the laws, Almost always. Oh,
2: dude. I mean, you wouldn't even have to have like a kind of a theater gimmick like you just described in, in Portland, at least. I mean, and anywhere really in Oregon, as long as it's all inclusive, you know, as long as like as long as there's no white, straight people, then you could do anything. You could totally yeah. smoke in your bars and you'd be completely fine. No one would complain. No one would dare complain because, you know, to complain would mean that you're phobic of some sort, you know, and that's bad.
4: What if you had a bunch of white people in blackface, but it was so convincing that they thought it was a black run establishment? (laughs) Cause I don't, I mean, I, I want to smoke in bars, so I couldn't do it as a straight white man. I guess I could just like take turns between sucking dick and sucking cigarettes down. And that'd be like, I don't know, but straight, like, even if I pretended to be gay, they would, Probably not like me, right? I'd have to be like trans or Navajo.
2: I don't know. I've seen what you look like, and you're handsome. I think that you'd be appreciated no matter what. But the famier <laughs> and the more flamier, the better. You'll thrive. People will literally throw money at you to open up a business or something.
4: No agenda millennial says one of my favorite shows. Speaking of Nathan, yeah, it's a great. I can't recommend that show enough. I, it's it's one of those shows like you can't even explain it until you see it. He also did a new one on uh, HBO called The Rehearsal, where. He. <laughs> I don't even know how to explain it. It's like he, this guy has been going to trivia and he got caught in a lot or he's been living this lie for like eight years on this trivia team that They. Um, they all think he has a master's degree when really he has a bachelor's or something. He's like, I've been living this life for so long. So Nathan, he's like, he's like, the the pitch is Nathan is going to rehearse every possible scenario with him with actors pretending to be his friends in a mock set of the bar they do trivia at until he has rehearsed everything perfectly and he can go in prepared for it. It's this old black guy that wants to like level with his trivia buddies that he doesn't have a master's degree. And so he shows up at this guy's house and he pitches them the idea of rehearsing it. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, I guess so. And he's like, well, would you believe that I have rehearsed this very conversation I'm having with you right now for months? He goes, oh, really? And it flashes back. And he's like, yeah, remember those guys that came in to fix your air conditioning? It wasn't really broken. Those were guys that took a full 3D rendering scan of your house. And I've. I recreated the exact and it shows all this well, I was described at the exact set of your apartment. And I've, re- I've rehearsed with an actor playing you for months, preparing for this exact scenario. And then he goes, Oh wow. And it flashes back to the actor saying, Oh wow. So it's like, <laughs> it's like every possible. <laughs> scenario. It's just, it's so like, I love meta shit like that. Dude. Meta, meta shit like that blows my goddamn mind.
2: Yeah. It's funny, man. Sounds cool. Nathan yeah. for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's,
4: um, Anyway, it's better than um, uh, I don't know.
2: It's better than American Idol, at least I'll tell you that. I think anything's better than American. That Idol. That
4: show still on? I
2: don't know. I don't I, know. I'm I what do no the kids watch on, these dude.
4: days? Fucking.
2: My kid watches YouTube, which is both horrifying and awesome because she learns a lot, but uh, it's also hor- it's horrifying because it's just fucking YouTube. It's all weird plastic. She likes Legos and she likes to fix things and she likes she likes fabrication she likes tactile fabrications of shit she likes to make things and see how things are made and then she draws all the things that she sees being made and then she wants to make the things that she sees being made and then we make them out of cheap shit so but it's like horrible that. because dude there's a whole like there's a whole culture of youtube like, a weird subreddit of YouTube, I guess you'd want to call it, that's, like, of just weird shit that's geared towards any age group. Like, my kiddo is, you know, just about nine. And there's just so much weird shit that's just kind of dialed into, like, this age group. And it's not bad shit. It's just, like, a bunch of other kids that have these channels and all they do is just, like, react to things. Like, there's a guy that reacts to stupid videos and then there's people that react to their brother or their sister or there's of course there's kids playing Minecraft and things like that forever I like the
4: ones people where people react to people reacting that. to videos yeah, yeah. Like, there's something funny about weird. taking everything so, to it's like ultimate that logical conclusion you know it's like how far can we go how meta can we make it's like I want to see a video of a guy reacting to a guy reacting to a guy reacting to a guy reacting of a guy reacting to a guy reacting <laughs> playing Minecraft <laughs> You know, <laughs> oh man, it's great, and and That's unironically exhausting. there is a lot of that shit on YouTube. I think I've talked to you about this before, where I was, I think it was on Battle of Douchebags. I was trying to explain to you how confusing it was to get through like these videos of people responding to each other because it was like you know ten layers deep of responding to another video that they made, responding to that one, and it's yeah, <laughs> it's um. I mean, there's some there's something just intrinsically hilarious about it to me, on one level.
2: Yeah, it's frightening though. It's super funny, but it's frightening. That kind of shit scares me. At least not like me as an adult, but like as a kid, you know. I don't know. Well, yeah, you've got to get her to listen to. That's what uh, she wants to watch. She wants to listen to. Actually, my kid and I like to listen to No Agenda. She finally, I've been for a year that it's her favorite podcast. And she's like, I don't even know what that is. And then we start playing it. And it sh- and, uh, turns out that she likes podcasts. Um, nice. I don't play mine for her because it's got too many bad words. But she likes No Agenda because it's two people talking about things that she doesn't understand. And that's that's her words is what she says. But she likes to imagine what they're talking about. And so I was like, oh, that's fucking rad. Imagine listening to No Agenda and not knowing what they're talking about and then imagining what they're talking about <laughs> yeah that is that's like an through, interesting it, through it through a nine-year-old brain you know with like such a finite kind of unicorn shiny idea of the world but since of course i'm her dad like i have this soft black pill not all the things but a lot of things you know just to keep her grounded because she's kind of an aquarius and and I don't wanna have to her to find out that everything is a lie. <laughs> so I kinda I like trying to keep her that, grounded in yeah. ease them into it here, and we're doing that with no agenda. You know. So but she likes it.
4: Now what my when my kid's nine, he's gonna exclusively be allowed on BitChute. He's not gonna be allowed on YouTube. He's gonna learn about CERN and the portal to hell. He's gonna learn about the Sandy Hook. Uh, being fake, and he's going to learn about uh, how the Jews run the banks. Uh, so he's just, <laughs> he's <laughs> oh like, God. Dad, can I get on YouTube? No, you're only allowed on shoot. Yes, half the icons <laughs> are anti-Semitic Nazi and, like, uh, Jews rubbing their hands together, but that's how the world works, son. You're allowed on bitch. He's not even going to be allowed on Rumble. <laughs> he's going to be allowed on Bitchute on <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't know. Um, I go over my like a lot of my friends have kids that are a little older than me, and I go over to their house and they're watching. It's just it's bizarre to me. Like the ki- I mean they're a little younger than um, your kid, but you know from the ages of like four to seven, it's just it's bizarre to me to see kids. And it's been multiple people's kids that I've seen do this. There a lot of them are into watching people, adults play with kids' toys and act out what the toys are doing on YouTube. And I'm thinking, you kids have toys. Why don't you play with your own toys? Why are you watching adults use their hands like to like play with toys and
2: pretend what the toys are doing? It's just
4: kind of bizarre. It's kind of like, do um, you
2: think that's all about? Because I see it, dude, and I don't know. I don't know what to think about it. It uh, seems really benign, and these channels have like tons of supposed followers you know but you know what's also funny is i I recently i recently was on the dark web at a a friend's house we were having like this little get together and these people are super hackers and they're on the dark web all the time and so i just wanted to see uh, what they were doing and they showed me this marketplace and i was looking around in this marketplace on the dark web and i saw very easily um, how you can buy like hundreds or tens of thousands of followers for like hardly any money. It costs hardly any money to buy like 500 followers or even 10,000. 10,000 would probably cost some of the places that I saw on this website, this marketplace on the dark web. Uh, it was like, I think it was like $38 for 10,000 followers. I don't know if that's a lot of money. To me, it's not a lot of money for that kind of a quote unquote foot in the door, but. That's it's super easy, and they don't just operate with Bitcoin, there's all kinds of different denominations that were accepted in and, and reviews. I mean, it's it's an interesting thing, but uh, I, saw I, wonder, it for I wonder how many people can buy followers, you can buy, you can buy likes, you can buy retweets, you can buy all this shit. And looking through all the reviews, and everyone's satisfied. Of course, it could all be bots, it could all be fake. Um, I think, yeah, because if
4: you can buy be. if you're running a software that can artificially give somebody followers you can also artificially create comments <laughs> about your service right
0: yeah
2: absolutely so then why wouldn't you you know but uh i did that on the, the closest time, thing i did to that was on
4: runescape i bought i ran i farmed out like some chinese company to have a bunch of guys farm me gold <laughs> and then no shit it to
2: me. yeah <laughs> what was their percentage what was their cut
4: i think I, I think i um it's basically I'm paying them to do to, it was like so stupid, but you know, I'm basically paying them to spend time. So it's like, yeah, I, instead of spending, um, let's say 40 hours of gameplay to harvest all the stuff or kill all these things or whatever in the game and just wasting so much time on it. It's just like there, you can just get a bunch of like slave labor in China to do it for you and then bring you the shit and pay them. (laughs) I don't remember what it, you know, it was probably like,
2: um, that is the way dude. it was probably, That's the I way probably spent a
4: hundred dollars, less than a hundred dollars, probably $50 or something, 50, 60 bucks to, to, uh, pay for 40 hours worth of man labor of the game. Something like that. <laughs> something yeah. so stupid though. Cause it was just like, I'm spending money on a stupid ass point and click R- uh, RPG game that I don't even, I, I can't remember the last time I played that.
2: So dumb, dude! So, yeah. so complete, completely derailed. What do you think that it is about the adults messing with kids' shit on YouTube, uh, playing with toys and trying out the stuff? And
4: I don't think it's necessarily that sinister. I mean, I haven't paid that close of attention because it's on at other kids or other people's houses. Their kids are like glued to it. But I actually asked—I asked, I
2: asked uh, one of my friends. because they really like, are. They're really glued to it. Like that's the. That's the and thing. And it doesn't like, even don't I gets, see. It
4: doesn't show the adults. It just shows their hands playing with the toys, making voices of the toys.
2: The yeah, there's of most of those, but there's a few of them that like there's adults that look just weird, yeah. and they're just uh, it's just it's just weird, and I don't like it. But I don't want to. I don't really see anything inherently bad about it. Besides, it just feeds into that materialistic sort of superficial thing and i also know that it's 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 tv even though it's youtube it's still fucking tv and i'm just like oh my god i gotta put a stop to this so that's what? that's usually when i'm like okay listen tv is going off i don't care what you do uh but i think we're gonna go fucking <laughs> I'm gonna go drive around or something you know go get some lunch yeah go do something or um or we'll just turn it off and turn on the music and then we'll just draw and make shit for hours downstairs, which is pretty cool. We'll do that, like do Lego stuff and Yeah. Draw and paint Create and instead fun. of consume.
4: That's not just for kids. I think that's just like a
2: great yeah. um a great but mindset she does though. Control. She gets she gets glued to it, like super glued to it. And I think it's it's really brilliant, honestly. I mean, there's these there's whole channels that like that's all they do because I think they tapped into like this weird This weird market of YouTube where they can load it up with tons of ads and they can just make this stuff that's going to get them prolonged views, consistent views of just like people opening up and touching material. Like turns out that that's a really valuable niche market and I don't know where it comes from or what it means, but I, and I don't even know if I hate it. It's just a weird thing.
4: I think it also is like, um, we sound like boomers a little bit because it's like, you don't understand. Like I asked, I asked one of my friend's kids, like she was sitting and she's, you know, she's like six, seven years old. And I was like, so why you have some of these same toys because they're sitting right here. Why are you watching someone else play with these toys and pretend like when you could just do that yourself? And she was, she looks at me and she says, like, you don't get it. Like I guess I don't. It reminded me of the um, that one of those older South Park episodes. <laughs> you where don't I, get it. That's kind I, of a, like, how
2: old is this kid? She's like six or seven. I don't know. It's kind of rude.
4: Yeah, I mean, I get. I I felt like an old man, but I I guess I am getting there. But it's like
2: I don't know. That's kind of a rude thing someone to be like. She sounds like an Alita's snobby little brat. <laughs> fuck that no, girl. I uh, mean, that sounds horrible. <laughs> but yeah, no, she's fuck a good that, dumb ass. But uh, but no. Well, you don't get it. Like, she's so smart. What the fuck does she know? She's seven. She doesn't know shit. <laughs> but I w- it reminded me. She doesn't me- know what it's like, man. <laughs> <laughs> it, re- it
4: reminded me of that South Park episode where Kyle's all excited. Like, at the top of the, it's like, it ended up being like a three-part, two- or three-parter. But Kyle's all excited. He gets home. He's got the new Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. And his little brother, Ike, the Canadian baby, is like, Ike, I got the new Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. You want to play it? And Ike's like doesn't want to play, and he's like, "Nah, PewDiePie." And he's watching instead of playing the game. He's watching PewDiePie play Advanced Warfare. He doesn't want to actually play the game. <laughs> he wants to watch somebody on YouTube play the game. And that just—I know, like, dude. The, even that, I didn't like. I don't get unless like the person is really funny. I don't. It's like I'd rather play the game instead of watching somebody else play the game. But that makes me an old man. Like honestly. More
2: people, I don't people know. spend more I know time people-
4: watching people play video games. I think that's an indisputable fact now that people spend more time watching yeah. people play video games than actually playing the video games themselves. And it's kind of like this a mirror image of what I'm seeing with my friends, kids watching people play with toys on YouTube instead of playing with the toys themselves. I don't know how to explain it. Like you said, I don't think it's inherently bad, but it's definitely weird.
2: It's definitely weird. It's something I've been noticing a lot. And it's and like my reaction to it is like, ugh. Like I, I shudder when I see it, but it's because these videos are like so overlit and everything is so vivid and the colors are so bright. It's obviously mind control. Like everything is there's like a formula template that somehow a whole ton of people in the population got a hold of and has just figured out all well, this well, it's not that hard. I mean you just copy. Everything copies each other. So all these channels are just copies of of, of each other. And they're all do the same thing, like super bright, overlit rooms, perfect manicures, uh, super clean. Everything is clean and sterile and simple and full of just like bright, soft, childish colors. And yet these are people who are clearly in their 30s and they're super excited or at least they're really, really great like actors. But I think they actually are super excited to do this stuff because I know that they're probably getting – they're making tons of money off of this shit I mean not only just from people with their uh super chat shit but like YouTube I don't know how it works, but I can imagine YouTube pays a lot of money to content creators who have lots of uh
4: especially if uh, it's ad safe
2: Especially yes if it's ad safe and it's geared towards a repetitive addictive personality type what what would I man
4: what would I look That's up? It. I was wondering since we've been talking about this so long, if I could, we can maybe listen to some audio of some adults playing with toys. I'm wondering what I would search of what that would be like. Toy play video. I don't know what. I, I, I'm sure there's like each channel has its own name.
2: Okay, if if you want to, um, I'll I'll tell you a name. Okay, she's not playing with toys. This person repairs toys, so people send her squishies. And she fixes them, and 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 brings them back to life. She's a she's a squishy surgeon fixer upper person. Uh, <laughs> but my daughter loves it, dude. It's the and she's actually I think she's actually pretty great. But there's way worse. There's way worse examples. But if you want one, I could I could tell you that one. Okay. But it's I mean it's 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 pretty safe. I think it's called um, I think it's Mariah Elizabeth. If you just, I think you just do, you could just type in. Squishy makeover was the first thing that came up. Yes, squishy makeover. (coughs) That's what my kid loves, dude. She loves this chick. Let's cut to the chase. Today's a squishy makeover. You know it. I know it. Why does that look so weird? Even Opie knows it. Last week, I posted this
0: and asked you guys to vote on which ones you wanted to see. And you guys are such good citizens. So let me pull out all the squishies from the picture.
4: Sixty thousand comments. Guess
3: who won the popularity yeah, contest right? with flying colors? This guy.
4: Can you explain to me what a squishy is? Is that a brand?
2: It's it's one of those weird things you find in stores that are like stuffed animals, but not. And they're made of memory foam, and they can be molded into any shape you can imagine, from like shit, dog shit, to like an ice cream cone, to. I mean, those a are kind pineapple. of
4: the same shape. <laughs> dog shit. And ice cream.
2: Well, okay. Yeah, but, you know, there's all kinds of shit. Boats, houses, I mean, food, furniture, literally anything can be molded out of this memory foam. And then they paint it as this character or whatever it is. I keep hitting my mic because I'm gesticulating with my hands. And they, they paint it and they make these things. They're called squishies. And the young children love them. They collect them and they covet them. And then they never touch them, but they just stare at them and squish them and squeeze them because there's this weird tactile the sensory connection thing that's happening I, in this younger generation that is so bizarre, but they love these kinds of things.
4: I love, I love the feeling so. of memory foam. It's like the op, whatever I would consider the opposite of styrofoam. Like I hate, like you ever touch a styrofoam cup or cooler and that squeaky, oh, yeah. that squeaky noise it makes. Yeah. I, that is like, I, I hate mean, that so much, but memory foam, I, I have a memory, memory foam, foam pillow. Memory foam is great, but I dude, love I don't get,
2: I don't care about a boob.
4: <laughs> it's like laying on a set of tits, man. It's great.
2: Okay, for you it's tits. What is it for the kids? I don't understand. Like, I don't give a well, shit about not, squeezing I'm, memory foam. But
4: I don't have a sexual really attraction to, to my pillow, just to clarify. Well, Chris,
2: you seem to have a you seem to like <laughs> To squeeze memory foam, just like a child likes to squeeze memory foam. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've for spent you, a lot it's of like time a doing tit, it,
4: but it's nice. Yeah, it's like a tit. Maybe there's I don't a weird fuck my memory foam pillow, but it's nice. It's a nice feeling. Feels good.
2: I think that there there must be some sort of Oedipal connection between the memory foam squeeze squishies <laughs> and some sort of like uh, devouring mother, perhaps. I don't know, but there's some Oedipus complex shit going on there with these memory foams, and you're you're the you're the case study, Chris. There's something there. Anyway, yeah, this woman, she just, she repairs these things. You'll see. Changing it into
0: a bunny. Wrong.
4: (laughs) I'm changing this into a pig wearing a bunny costume. If that's not high concept, I don't know what is. So let me glue those on, make sure that they're somewhat straight and even. Pull the fluff out of his butt. This is humiliating. Oh, and.
2: This is 16 minutes. I don't know how much. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's fine. You can kill it, but it's a lot like that. I mean, Ugh. but that's so there's a weird cadence, or it's, at uh, least it's
4: showing or, you how to do something like this is like a how to. What I'm talking about is,
2: yeah, it's a how to. Th-
4: I mean, this is um, here we go. Let's try this. This is from Cookie Swirl Baby Gets Lost at Playmobile City Zoo toy play video. This probably looks like Cookie Swirl. <laughs> <laughs> people the
0: giraffe is going to give birth today? The vet was here earlier, and he's Okay,
4: yeah, he, so this is an adult playing with toys, but, like, they're trying to keep their hands as much out of the shot as possible, and they're just making a story up based on the toys. That's kind of what I've been
2: seeing. Oh, yeah, I've seen a lot of that before, too. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah, today definitely could be the day, and it looks like possibly Gabby the gorilla could also give birth. Wow, two animal births in one day. That's pretty cool. The thing is, is that the local paper printed... A See, sto- like,
4: I don't know. There's nothing, in, there's nothing inherently... It's mostly innocuous. Um it's just Dude, It's we- a
2: DIY cartoon. They're doing it's the cheap and easy quick and dirty DIY cartoon.
4: Yeah, but what's weird is kids seem to watch at least I mean, I, obviously this is anecdotal because I only have like four or five friends that have kids that I'm over at their house, but like it, they're watching they're not watching fucking SpongeBob or or uh you know like cartoons. They're mostly watching adults. Yeah, like a, like you said a DIY cartoon of adults on YouTube. I don't understand the appeal of it necessarily because it's not as interesting to look at at all.
2: I think it's brilliant, dude. I think the appeal is because I think the kids can recognize that it's like, Oh, it's toys like mine. And I think that, I think there's a weird relativity. Like there's a relationship that gets formed because I think some of these kids can recognize that these are just the same kind of toys that they have, that these are actually just toys that you buy at a store that Santa Claus delivers, you know, or, that you see at your friend's house are not like these like out of touch concepts, like something you see on TV. Like there's this whole world on a show that happens inside the TV. And these are obviously like different. These are make believe this is fantasy. This can never happen. This isn't even real. It's just a bunch of, it's a bunch of uh, art. It's animation, you know? But I think with the toys, it's like, I think some of the kids can probably see like, Oh, it's just simple toys. And these are, Things that anyone can have, and you can just play with them and make up these stories. But they already do that anyway. So to watch to watch it on the show, I don't know. That is fucking kind of weird. <laughs> I can't I think put, it's put my finger weird.
4: on why it bothers me, but I guess, like I said, the it's, I'm just, I, I put my, it's, it, I guess it's, um, <clears throat> Part of it's like, well, I when I grew up, we just played with toys. We didn't watch adults play with toys. We made up our own stories. You know, it's like the old man, <laughs> like when I was a kid type thing. And it also, like I said, it's like the it's watching some like somebody play the video game instead of playing the video game yourself. It's just something. It, it, it's like, a, I guess it's just a pet peeve. Like it annoys me more than it's necessarily bad. It's just like, other than, I guess the only bad part about it is just screen time. It's like if you're playing with toys, you're co- using your own imagination and you're not staring at a screen. That's like yeah. the only bad part about it. It's like it, instead of just playing with the toy yourself and making up your own voice and being creative. I don't know. It's just, um, it bothers me, but it, it's not like, um, it doesn't bother me. And it, it doesn't bother me in a way that makes me think it's like, Oh, this is bad. Um, uh, but it's, it's weird. I guess I'm just like the old man, um, yelling at the younger generation. It's already happened to me.
2: Uh, Yeah. I think you are. I think I am too. I can hear myself doing it when I'm doing it. That's the funny part.
4: (laughs) You don't (laughs) get it.
2: Yeah. I'm standing there looking at the TV in the family room and she's just like looking at it and I'm like, what is going on? She's like, oh, she's doing this and this and this. And I'm like, well, I don't like, is there anything else? And well, it's really funny. I'm like, oh, man, I just don't get it. And I can hear myself, like, making fun of it and not understanding it and then walking away, like, in disgrace, shaking my head, like, I don't understand. And then uh, that's when I set the clock, you know, like, okay, clock is ticking on that. Let me give you, like, five or ten more minutes of this mindless TV, then I'm going to shut it off and we're going to do something different, you know.
4: Yep. Yep. Um, I have had this pulled up for a hot minute. The Zartofrenex commercial from like we were talking about an hour ago. I just saw the tab. The idea of doing fake commercials.
2: All right.
3: High blood pressure got you down? Ask your doctor if Zartofrenex is right for you. In clinical trials, Zartofrenex was proven to lower blood pressure ask your doctor before taking Xortophronex women, pregnant women, and most men should not take Xortophronex known side effects include dry mouth, upset stomach, mild death blindness, massive heart attack, difficulty breathing, and rectal fungus almost all men who took Xortophronex experienced a severe loss in sexual performance, this is normal what? please stop taking Xortophronex immediately <laughs> if you feel mild discomfort on or in testicles, as this can be a sign of a rare and extremely unpleasant what? side effect known as total scrotal implosion, what? if total scrotal implosion should occur call your doctor right away, if you cannot move or talk due to the debilitating pain of total scrotal implosion please have a loved one, call your doctor there is no cure for total scrotal implosion Xortophronex, always the
2: right scrotal. To pers- scr- Total implosion. Oh, that's right, choice! Yeah, it is the best part of that. Total is, scrotal implosion.
4: It's not even a parody because it's just like a guy playing golf and playing guitar and you know just hanging out with his grandkids. The whole video, happy, happy uh, music. That wasn't even as, as much satire
2: as I remembered it being. <laughs> total scrotal implosion.
4: <laughs> a rare but deadly side effect. No, total total implosion <laughs> And at the end, yeah, Sartofnex, always the right choice.
2: Um, Sartofnex. (laughs) Uh, That's actually really, really brilliant.
4: I'm going to do something going back through my tabs here. Just in order of all the things we talked about in reverse order now. You were asking me or I was asking what the population. Oh, yeah. You said the population in your town is 10,000. I found out the population in my town is 31,000.
0: Ah. So that yes. means
4: my town is three times better. Three times probably <laughs> better, yeah. Three times better with a hundred times the homeless population somehow, from what
2: you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing here. It's great. Actually. I think we get them all from Knoxville,
4: dude, because Knoxville's got like two hundred thousand people. I think they mm-hmm. trickle down. How
2: far is how far are you from Knoxville?
4: Um I mean, I can get into the Knoxville city limits in ten minutes okay. But, like, that's, like, you know, Knoxville's
2: a pretty big area. How far is Knoxville from Nashville?
4: Uh, Two and a half hours, maybe. Three hours. Yeah,
2: okay.
4: So there's Memphis. That's all the way on the west side. And then about halfway between Memphis and Knoxville is Nashville, Music City. And then all the way on the east, east Tennessee where the Smoky Mountains start, like Pigeon Forge, Gatlinburg. That's closer to where we are. Mm. Uh yeah the smoky mountains are pretty cool dude ten- i didn't realize until i was over in middle tennessee and west tennessee how flat it is it's like ohio it's like ohio but humid it's terrible
2: <laughs> in west tennessee
4: dude yeah it's like it's it's so boring like you see, like it's um well memphis isn't boring but it's not the good kind of not boring you know what i'm saying <laughs> Yeah, I've told the story before, but I went to a music festival in Memphis, walking down to Beale Street every day from the hotel. I was so happy to see those cops. I usually don't like seeing cops, but I was so happy to see those cops. I'm like, oh, thank God, the <laughs> cops. Bro, thank God, there's some cops. Woo! <laughs> it's crazy, man. Dude, Memphis is
2: nuts. And that was in the Memphis
4: day, dude. Walking nuts. home at night was even scarier. It was like, oh, God. Yeah.
2: Memphis is nuts, dude. You're right, <laughs> duly noted. How's Nashville? Is you Nashville look like fucking off. You the look wall? like
4: a stoned hippie, and uh, you might as well be just like walking around in Memphis with like a silver platter that has your wallet on it in the center, with like a flashing neon sign above it saying like "Please rob me." That's how I felt. I was like, <laughs> "Oh my god!" <laughs> was, uh, Nashville's cool, but I mean, it's I mean, there's it's like any big city. There's good and bad areas. Um, I really yeah. like Nashville. Dude, that fucking Christmas morning Nashville bombing that happened a couple years ago was pretty wild.
2: Oh, yeah, I it remember that. Up,
4: it blew up right like a block over from the Batman building. They were like, oh, yes, there was some shooting, some QAnon agents, but like the, uh, the official story came out. It was like, oh, this guy believed in lizard people and he blew it up. But it didn't explain why there was, on all the rec- security camera footage, there was like that voice that came through and was like, if you can hear this message, evacuate the area immediately. And it just had that on a loop <laughs> for five minutes, and then all of a sudden the whole block blows up. And dude, I've been to that block, like, a lot. So to see that place just <laughs> place just blow up on Christmas morning when it was snowing, I was like, what in the fuck? And then if you That's look at the... That's wild, yeah. If you look at I the camera that, man. Footage, that was, that was, was like only eight, like
2: four years ago or something, or three?
4: Not, not even. Yeah, two or three, I think. Yeah. And uh, if you look at the... I think it was 2020, so yeah, I guess that'd be I don't know. I guess I can look it up. I don't don't need to speculate. But um, if if you look at there's like two or I think two different angles where they say it was this guy that drove this RV and blow up, blew it up. But if you look at it, a lot of people think it was an aerial like missile that came down because the if you go frame by frame, the origin point of the explosion is like halfway down the street away from where the RV that supposedly had the bomb in it is. So I've, I have actually went myself and went frame by frame. I wasn't the first person to do it, but I wanted to kind of, you know, confirm it. And frame by frame, you see the explosion emerge from like the uh, uh, weight, like a good, you know, good area down the street away from where the RV was. So the RV is still fully intact three frames into the explosion emerging. So obviously the official story doesn't make sense. I do like the, uh, CNN and all them saying it was like, oh, I was a guy that believed in lizard people, and everybody just kind of goes, Oh, yeah, that makes sense.
2: Yeah, that <laughs> <Hey>. checks out. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Yeah,
4: It's so Pizza weird. It's a gate. I, I've never heard There's anything. There's no
2: basement. There's no basement at <laughs> Comet Ping Pong. <laughs>
4: <laughs> ah! Yeah, I don't know. I, I, uh, I've never heard anybody give in the conspiracy camp or the mainstream camp, give a reasonable explanation for what happened in Nashville that day. The Q people were all saying, oh, it had the, you know, the AT&T buildings there and it had something to do with destroying or, or servers that would show election fraud. And that's why there's a shootout beforehand or whatever. It's like, I don't know about any of that.
2: That's right. Yeah. That was the narrative. Yeah. That was the, that was the story. It was some, uh, uh, domestic espionage kind of thing. Like, uh, uh some sort of vig- vigilante espionage to, uh, or what is it? Not Maybe not espionage, but some sort of vigilanteism to stop the uh, machines from c- incorrectly tabulating the results of a st- of a stolen fake election or some shit like yeah. that, I remember. And he was an extremist and a fanatical and white, I believe. So that was perfect. Perfect.
4: Uh, no agenda millennial, famously, of MMO.show, put this in the chat. He said... Um, a guy played this song before the explosion on those speakers. I don't know what song this is. Let's see. Down, uh, Petula Clark downtown? Oh, I have the uh, tab muted. I'm
0: sorry. Only you can always go downtown oh, you yeah, all the noise and the
2: hurry seems to help I know downtown
4: That's kind of creepy. Wow. If you can hear this boarding, be back. I wonder if I can. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. It's pretty, uh, pretty esoteric. Kind of, uh, kind of
2: creepy. Yeah. I guess that begs the question, was the explosion downtown?
4: Oh, yeah. I mean, it was, like I said, it was the famously uh, locals call it the Batman building, the at t building. I
2: think it was just hmm. maybe three blocks away. It it's probably an old brick building, like all Gotham City style.
4: Yeah, and if you look at the aftermath of the explosion, there was a lot of weird anomalies about it where it looked like, um, like there was one wall that got blown up, and then it had just a solid untouched brick wall behind it. I would have to really go back and research again because I was... The week that happened, I was deep, I was balls deep into figuring out like what the fuck is going on with this, and then because uh, we were actually, I think we, I was doing a live Christmas morning show with Halloween or something when the news broke, and then of course, Nojinda covered it, and I kept following the story for a while, and uh, I remember there being just weird shit with the buildings, where it's like this one old building in Nashville on that block that I'd been, you know, walked past like half a dozen times or so got blown up and there was this weird brick wall behind it. So like the whole building turned out to be a facade, like a fake building, just weird shit like that.
2: Um, Yeah, there is, I mean, there is all kinds of weird shit like that with old buildings, just like sub like, like hidden walls, like things just get like bricked over and built around. They never like really, because usually it, it takes more effort and resources to remove a part of something than to just like cover it up or integrate it into a new design. And so you'll pull off some wall or you're knocked down. What was a bathroom? And you'll find out, you know, that there's all kinds of like windows built into a wall. That's now, you know, bricked over or something like that. It's like, they just cover shit up and build up from there. It's funny. It's weird. Cause you can find a lot of really old shit. that's like buried within the bricks and within the mortar and stuff like that. Not the mortar, but the, uh, the plaster I remember when I went to go visit my old, my old uh, homestead, my family homestead from way back, like the OG Reiner clan family homestead uh, in an undisclosed location in Nebraska. There's the original house and I was in there and you could like, there was holes in the walls and stuff, but the original house is still standing and it's pretty often there's crazy old wallpaper, but there's like stuff in the walls because they used to insulate the walls with garbage. <laughs> they used to way back in the like early 20th century before houses used, before like, they
4: had like uh what's it called the the pink uh, fiberglass
2: oh yeah way before that yeah they would fill it up with paper um hair but of course hair was a commodity horse hair and any kind of animal hair or wool it was a commodity you weren't gonna fill your walls with it you would make clothes out of it or whatever uh, but they would fill up the walls with garbage. And so I put my arm through the wall of my old OG family homestead and pulled out like old, old, old beer cans and beer bottles and vaccine bottles for the, the cattle. Cause there was, it used to be a big, my family used to run these huge farms long, long time ago, but yeah, big gnarly vaccine bottles and old beer cans, like old antique beer cans. the kind of shit yep. you see at like thrift stores and stuff, but like, and there all kinds of weird paper and, other shit like that, but yeah. Houses were insulated with garbage. That reminds me of... Garbage like, built this house.
4: <laughs> well, you start getting into like Tartaria and the mud floods and all that, but you know the the trash and beer cans in the wall reminds me of that old Johnny Cash, Waylon Jennings stories, like when Waylon and Johnny Cash were uh, roommates and they were both taking just so much speed, like just r- ridiculous <laughs> amounts of speed pills, and they would run out and then try to steal them from each other like... Johnny Cash broke into Waylon's car and like ripped apart the glove box and everything with a crowbar and like broke it (laughs) and trying to find his speed. He's like, I know they're in there somewhere. So Waylon was like, (laughs) he's like, well, what you have to do, like Waylon's buddy told him, he's like, what you have to do, I think it was his drummer or something told him, it's like to hide your speed from Johnny, you have to open up the light socket in the wall and put the bag of speed, drop it down the light socket so that he can't get, he can't find it or get to it. And then, you know, like the next day he's like, when I want to get my speed, what, how do I get it? And he goes, "Well, you got to p- knock a hole in the wall at the bottom of the wall with the hammer when you really want to get high." <laughs> <laughs>
2: Brilliant, dude.
4: Yeah, but man, thanks for it. thanks for hanging tonight, and I'm glad you're. Um, I'm glad Up is Down is coming back. I think a lot of other people. Up is Down is well.
2: coming back, man. It's pretty cool. I got a couple of cool ideas and a few more to come. I'm I'm changing the direction of the show a little bit. But it's it's uh it's gonna be fun. So yeah, that's exciting. Awesome. And awesome. Uh, keeping plenty busy, you keep them busy. I know you are keeping busy because you got shit to do, man.
4: I don't have time. I don't. Feel, I feel like I'm. Yeah, I'm doing all kinds of stuff. <laughs> Some of it. I have
2: my head so far up my ass, and I'm super fucking busy. Too much on my plate, and my head up my ass. But I'm yeah. just gonna keep chipping on. Idle How hands are
4: you? the devil's work, is what they say. <laughs> or idle, idle butts. The devil twerk i don't remember what the saying is something like that
2: it was in the bible i think idolize make poor hands i think that's exactly what it says is idolize make poor hands that should have been in your history books at school <laughs>
4: uh well thank you dean up is down yeah, and and uh, i'm sure yeah we'll, i'm sure we'll do it again before too long i love you brother
2: i love you too chris it's always good to talk to you man always been a good friend of the show we come, we do our shows like in a completely different way, but I love it. It's always been really good. So, and I'm probably going to have you back on my show when I get up and running. Although I don't really do an interview type of show or, or chatty show with, with people, but I can sometimes. And, uh, and I love you, man. You're one of my best friends in the world in the podcast world. So,
4: if I find anything uh, super interesting to talk about, I'll, uh, I'll hit you up. <laughs> uh, it's got to be it's, super interesting. It's, lately, it's just been, um, I don't know. It's just like uh, dick jokes and racist jokes, and um, I don't know. We did birds aren't real last episode. It's just been kind of a hodgepodge. I haven't done a deep dive. Maybe I. Maybe that's my problem. I haven't done a deep dive into a topic in a while. Like not not a yeah. topic that I that's serious. Anyways, I like the well, idea of the finding whole, something that's really. That's the whole strange. problem.
2: That's the whole problem. Like, what is even worth diving deep into? I don't know. Like, it's, there's been so much weird shit that has gone on and dumb shit, and there's interesting topics, but, like, I look at it differently now that I'm probably going to – that's why the show is changing, because I just don't know if anything is worth really diving deep into, because it's – all of it is questionable. Like, like, every bit of it. I mean, there are some things that are legit, I guess, but they're almost of no consequence, and the things that are actually really, really consequential – There's no way that people are ever going to know what's going on outside of just an instinctual basic, like basic level, like instinctually, we know that That we know about some shit, but we can't really talk about it. There's nothing to verify. There's no way to validate what we instinctively know to be going on. So it's all just conjecture, which is just vanity and masturbatory and kind of annoying. So I've been like, why do I even do this? But. I'm going to get back into it because that's, I love my peoples. That's what the peoples want. And honestly, it's a huge therapeutic outlet for me. So I got to do it because otherwise yeah. I will go and say And
4: people love your show, man. They love you. I, um, that, that's what friend of this longtime friend of the show, homeless kind of Gandalf archetype that lives in the woods. G Tom Johnny says you got to get good at word masturbation.
2: Yeah, you got to get good at it.
4: You got to get good at jerking off with your mouth.
2: Yeah, I can do it, man. I just haven't had the fire, but things are coming back. So I'm excited about it. And I always love talking and hanging out with you and Boo and anyone else, man, like the old Beamer. Um, yeah, Beamer really was cool, going to be man. here
4: tonight, but he's, you know, he's, you know, how it is.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Right, I'm gonna... It's uh, they, The kids call it me Vita Loca, man. And that means my crazy life. That's what um, that means. Uh,
4: yeah. What was that show? Um, the real life. Real world, all those people, About a 600 pound life. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just gonna keep drinking this beer. I've been drinking beer,
2: beer, <laughs> beer, beer, beer. All right, Chris, I'm beer, out of here, man.
4: I love you. All right, see you, Dean. Love you, man. All right, bye, dude. That's our show, everybody.
1: Okay, so until next week, leave me alone.